Being an artist is the most incredible gift. The divine expression of your soul, the bone-crushing rejection, the drinking before noon. It's easy to forget why you love doing this. I'm here to help remind you. Join me each week as we dig into the practical and spiritual mindset and manifestation tools you can use to finally get out of your own way and do what you came here to do. The art you want to make is only being blocked by the bullshit stories you've inherited about what's possible for you. In a sea of no's, you're about to become your biggest yes. In a town of it's who you know, you are the one worth knowing. When they say they need a name, you say your own damn name. I'm Kelly Warren, and this is Another Take. Welcome to Another Take. I am your host, Kelly Warren, and this is episode three. Who am I? 24601. That's right, this is a 1987 Les Mis original Broadway cast household where Colm Wilkinson is a god and it is pronounced shiksh. I love how, like, for SEO purposes, I'm supposed to be titling my episodes with things that someone might actually type into Google, and instead I'm just like, nah, fuck that, I'm putting Les Mis lyrics. There are a few pleasures in life greater than singing all of the parts to one day more alone in your apartment. And then when you try to get the cats to be the Tenariers and they're like, I'm asleep. This is why you don't have a boyfriend. (laughs) My friend and former boss at one of the bars I worked at pre-pandemic, he would put Les Mis on at 4 a.m. while we were cleaning the bar after we closed. And there is some sort of witchcraft that occurs when it's 4.15 in the morning Your throat is raw from screaming over loud music since 7 o'clock, doing shots of Jameson with people so they'll leave you a bigger tip. You shouldn't be able to speak, let alone sing. And yet, when those first notes drop, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do, you enter some sort of zone and can suddenly effortlessly skrelt Eponine's part from the ladies' room where you're refilling the toilet paper dispensers. Oh, that is the power of Les Mis. You know what? Fuck the life coaching. Hi, I'm Kelly Warren. You're listening to The Barricade, a Les Mis appreciation podcast. That probably already exists, actually. If that's you, if you have a Les Mis podcast called The Barricade, I want to buy you a beer. You're doing a great service to humanity. Thank you so, so much. You're amazing. (laughs) Ah, Funnily enough, this actually segues beautifully into what I want to talk about today. I know, I can't believe it either, (laughs) which is identity and how the results in your life are a direct correlation to how you see yourself on a subconscious level. And yes, I'm talking about the subconscious again, and will be on every single fucking episode of this podcast until the end of time, because remember, your subconscious is dictating 95% of your decisions, actions, and results. And if you aren't addressing it, you are wasting your time. Just start listening to the podcast on Friday nights and then just drink every time I say the word subconscious. (laughs) You'll be shit-faced in 20 minutes. And hey, you learned something. So that isn't something you find at the local watering hole, I'm sure. Now, despite my undying affection for Les Miserables, I am never, ever going to audition for it. Unless it's like the Schenectady mobile dinner theater third string understudy cast. (laughs) Why not? Because I am not a singer. I mean, look, I can carry a tune in a pleasant enough manner. You want to put me in a movie musical a la Emma Stone, Nicole Kidman, Renee Zellweger? Fucking sign me up. That is my dream. To be in a red dress, like tap dancing with Chris Pine on the Brooklyn Bridge at sunset? Yes, please. (laughs) And then we jump. No, that's a different movie. Very dramatic. That's where your Oscar comes in. (laughs) 
But modern movie musical singing and getting hired to be Fantine on Broadway, they're very different animals. And I know that my voice is not competitive with the gals who are going to be paid money to sing that score. I don't identify as a singer. And we don't take actions that don't line up with who we believe ourselves to be. If you're vegan, you're not going to eat a hamburger. You're not thinking about a hamburger. You don't have to talk yourself out of having one if it's presented to you. It's not part of your experience full stop because it's not who you are. If you're a non-smoker, you're not smoking cigarettes because you don't have the identity of someone who smokes. That's not you. Therefore, you're not doing it, which is fine when we're talking about actions that you have no interest in. Where it gets dicey is when we want to start taking actions that aren't congruent with who we've been up to this point. Because remember, your brain likes safe and familiar. The subconscious only creates in the future things it has already experienced. So if we want to have something new in our external reality, we have to become the person who has that thing in our internal representation of self. Want to know what you think about yourself? Look around. The amount of money in your bank account, the apartment you live in, the job you have, the relationship you're in or not, these are all indicators of what level you believe you're able to have. You see your friend dating some douche and you think, oh gosh, she could do so much better. But if she doesn't believe she can, she'll keep dating the same creep over and over. Life is a mirror. Your internal sense of self manifests in your external reality. I'll give you another example. A few years ago, I was really fed up with not being in shape. It's something I've struggled with like pretty much since college. And I participated in this intense six-week fitness and nutrition program, and I got shredded. I could not believe how much my body transformed in six weeks. I looked incredible. And I was able to keep it off for a good week and a half. I'm not kidding. Because what happened? All of a sudden, there was a fit, healthy person in the mirror, and I didn't know how to be her. I had done all this work around changing my behaviors, but I didn't do the work to change my identity. I felt like an alien in my own body. And my brain freaked out and went, oh, what the fuck is this? This isn't who we are. This picture doesn't match the picture of how we see ourselves, and how we see ourselves always wins. So I'm going to go ahead and make our outsides match our insides. And just like that, I gained all the weight back plus more. You will never outperform your subconscious identity. If you don't identify as a fit, healthy person, you will not take the actions of a fit, healthy person. And by the same token, if you come at it from the other side and you just take the actions of a fit, healthy person and don't do the inner work, you won't be able to keep any results you might get in the moment. Think of it this way. I had an amazing piece of cannoli cake at a wedding a few years ago. I don't even really like cannolis. I don't know. The cake was magical. The filling was fucking incredible. It was so good. I still think about it <laughs> clearly. So you've got the frosting, the yellow cake, the cannoli filling, and then more cake. If you just eat the frosting, it's still going to be cannoli cake. If you just eat the cake part around the filling, it's still cannoli cake. That's what it is. It only becomes a different kind of cake when you change the filling at its core. Identity wins every time. So what do we do? Take stock of the things you're wanting to create in your life. What is the identity of the person who already has those things? What characteristics do they have? And how can you start embodying those characteristics now as a person who doesn't have those things yet? To get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. And to do something you've never done, you need to become the kind of person who does those things. This is what's known as the be-do-have model. 
In life, most of us are doing the opposite of this. We're working off of have, do, be. Once I have some external thing I've decided I need before I can get started, then I'll take action towards my dreams, then I'll be happy. Once I have more money, then I'll hire a coach, then I'll be successful. Cool. One problem. How are you going to get the more money? Because if you don't change, you're going to keep taking the same actions over and over and you're never going to get a different outcome. You're not going to have any more money three months from now if you're operating as the same person who doesn't have it now. With the be-do-have model, I'm being the person who already has what I want. I show up differently and take the actions in line with what that person would do automatically, and then I get the results. If I'm being a person who is committed to a healthy lifestyle, then I don't skip the gym because it's raining and I don't feel like it, and then I maintain the strength I've built up. Your actions are only as effective as who you are being when you do them. This goes back to what we were talking about in episode one, about the feelings associated with the things you say you want being what you're really after. Because how you feel getting there is how you're going to (laughs) feel when you arrive. Working from the inside out is so much more effective because you don't have to wait for anything to get started. Once I have a better agent, then I'll go on more auditions and then I'll be an actor. No, why, why would we do that? You're sitting around putting your destiny in the hands of external sources. I'm going to be a successful actor in my mind first. So what does that mean? I'm focused, I'm committed to my craft, I trust my instincts, I have faith in divine timing and don't freak out about how long it seems to be taking or make that mean something about me and my talent. What does that person do? Uh, Read scripts, self-tapes for auditions they don't have yet, creates their own content, and boom, three months later, some producer sees a, I don't know, a TikTok you posted six weeks ago and wants to have a meeting and see what else you've been working on. And you're ready for that opportunity because you've become the person who can receive what's on the other side of it. Because we've all been there, right? You land a meeting and it's like, well, what else have you got? What else have you been working on? And you're like, um, you know, I've spent so much time and energy being pissy about not getting meetings that I didn't really have the time to become a person worthy of meeting. Now, of course, you are inherently worthy of everything you desire, but a lot of us aren't showing up as someone we ourselves would hire. I was the queen of this. Out of the blue, something comes up and then you're scrambling to find a Staples that's open at 9 p.m. so you can print your resume because your printer's on the fritz and you don't have a stack ready to go because what's the point? I don't have that many auditions. This was in the pre-digital age, right? When you're printing everything out, I'm dating myself. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Be the person who's ready. Be the person you would kill to work with. That's my main beef with traditional goal setting. If I take one more fucking goal setting workshop, I'm going to scream. I swear to God, I won't do it. They don't work, at least not for me. And I know for a fact that there are others of you out there who have been in the same ones that I have been in and none of us fucking did anything. So I know I'm not alone here. (laughs) Why not? Because for the most part, the whole emphasis is on action, action, action. Take your goal and reverse engineer it into what you need to be doing month by month, week by week, day by day. That shit sends me into a spiral and I never take any of the actions I come up with. Why not? Well, two reasons. First of all, Because I am coming up with this goal and these actions from the conscious mind, which is responsible for only 5% of my decisions, and it's all from a very cerebral, practical place. I can only come up with actions that I know of already, that are the same exact actions everyone else is taking. Kelly 1.0 is trying to come up with the actions that Kelly 2.0 would take. 
but Kelly 1.0's thinking is limited and her mind can't comprehend and imagine the things that 2.0 is capable of. We're skipping the step of who we're being, which leads right into the second reason, because it's all doing. Coming up with action steps means jack shit if I am not the type of person who does what they say they're going to do. I have the identity of someone who never follows through on anything. I don't think and feel like the person who is capable of achieving this goal. My goal is not a match for my identity. So I can make 72 color-coded Google calendars about what I'm supposed to do by when and it won't fucking matter if I don't start operating as someone who does what they say they're going to do. I need to start programming myself with self-integrity. I've started doing this on a conscious level. Like just this morning, I had a project I wanted to get an early jump on and I said to myself last night, okay, I'm not going to set an alarm, but... It would be great if I could wake up between like 5.30 and 7, and if I do, I'm going to get out of bed and start my day. And sure as shit, I woke up at 6.15, and then I went, fuck this. And then I took a beat and went, cool. I see this is my pattern talking. I asked to wake up at a certain time. My subconscious hooked me up and did it. And now am I really going to slap it in its face and say, thanks for doing what I asked. I don't care, though. No. I am choosing to become a person who does what they say they're going to do, and I'm getting up now because I told myself I would. And I did. Which is great, because I'm giving my brain a disconfirming experience, I can follow through and not die, and I'm cultivating self-trust, which comes in real handy when you get nudges from your intuition and you ignore them because you don't trust yourself enough to follow your, your own internal guidance, even when it seems to be nudging you in a direction that doesn't make sense to your logical mind. I'm doing this on a subconscious level right now by doing a self-hypnosis audio on starting my own business. I have been spinning my wheels for five years now, pretending to build a business, taking every course, working with coaches, waiting for someone to hand me the magic bullet, the perfect strategy, and none of it has had any effect because I don't see myself as an entrepreneur. Why would I do any of these things you're telling me to do when I'm not that? You're handing a vegan a hamburger. We must, must, must talk to our subconscious and let it know that this is who we are now. The best time to do this is right after you wake up and right before you go to bed. Because your brain waves are in a theta state then, which is optimal for receiving suggestion. I love hypnosis. I love doing hypnosis audios. Uh, visualization that's supercharged with emotion can be really helpful because the subconscious understands images. The emotion piece is important here because thoughts that fire with emotions get wired into belief. That's why I think affirmations don't work for a lot of people because your subconscious knows you're full of shit. If you're going, I'm a millionaire in the mirror every day and you know you're not, most people give up and say this is stupid. But if you say something like, I am in the process of creating more money than I can even conceive of right now, well that feels good to me and it's not a lie, so your brain can get on board with that one. Choose something you can feel excited about that you can still feel aligned with. Mix it up as you need and be consistent. It takes at least 67 days to rewire something. 99% of people are not going to keep doing it for that long. It's worth the 10 minutes for what, two and a half months to unlock the next level of fulfillment in your life. So who are you being? Check in with yourself this week. How do you want to feel? How are you showing up to your life as it is now? How are you showing up as the person with this amount in the bank? Who are you being at the day job you're not crazy about? 
Start thinking and feeling and showing up as the person who has what you want right now, right where you are, and make the best of what you have right now. Because right now is all we've got, guys. Sorry to uh, be the bearer of that bad news. (laughs) Be present, be grateful for everything you've got and everything that's coming. And if you're not thrilled with your current situation, start looking at it through the lens of, this is all my springboard. Because the next little version of me fucking jumps. That's it for this week, lovies. At Vital Crayon is the place to be on Instagram. More content coming there soon, I promise. If you're enjoying the podcast and wouldn't mind throwing a five-star rating my way on iTunes, that would be great. It takes two seconds and helps more people find it. Thank you so much for sharing a little nugget of your precious time with me. I'm so glad you're here. And I can't wait to see where you go. Till next time. It is my absolute joy to be on this ride with you. If you liked what you heard, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell your diary. Between apps, you can find me on Instagram at VitalCrayon and head to VitalCrayon.com for info on how you can start going deeper into this work with me when you're ready to level up. Thanks so much for listening. Now go be your bold, brilliant self wherever you're off to next, and I'll see you in the trenches. Bye.